Hey everybody, you're listening to the Simple Power Podcast. Thanks so much for being here. I'm Duke Lamastra, I'm your host. And uh, this program is all about discovering the simplicity of the power of God, being led by the Spirit, and experiencing the presence of God in daily living. And uh, just before we jump into this week's topic, I want to tell you about a brand new resource that I have available for you. My new book, it's called What Is God Saying? It's all about discovering the simplicity of hearing the voice of God. It just came out. It's available now uh, at Amazon, and I'll make sure that I leave a link in the show notes so you can check that out if you're interested in discovering the voice of God for yourself, hearing His voice more clearly, more often, whether it's for your personal life or for your ministry or whatever it's for, whatever you uh, area in your life you feel like you need to grow in in terms of hearing the voice of God, this book will help you get there. It's not super long. It's about 140 pages and uh, just real simple, practical stuff to help you experience God's voice in your daily living, which is a big part of this whole thing of experiencing his presence and his power. So again, I'll leave a link in the show notes, but you can check that out at amazon.com. All right, guys. Well, hey, I wanted to talk this week about something that to me in my mind is something that I don't hear a whole lot about. And uh, I just felt like the Lord put it on my heart this week. I want to talk about joy, the supernatural power of joy. And typically when we hear about joy, it's not something that is preceded by those words, the supernatural power of, right? Like I think joy is often overlooked, to be honest with you. And the power of joy is certainly overlooked. Like I can't remember when was the last time that I heard a message about joy, but it was probably like maybe Sunday school. Maybe I've heard one or two messages since coming out of Sunday school, but it's just not something that's widely talked. I, I, I think it's, uh, you know, it's one of those things like, oh, you're going to talk about joy. That's cute. Uh, but we cannot overlook the supernatural power of joy. And so that's what I want to talk about. And uh, I want to start in John chapter 15. And in John chapter 15, verse 11, Jesus says these words. He says, these things I have spoken to you that my joy may remain in you and that your joy may be full. Now, the context of what Jesus was talking about is this whole thing about love and following his commandments. And he's like, these things I've spoken to you that my joy may remain in you and that your joy may be full. The only thing that I really want to point out there is the fact that Jesus speaks to us, (laughs) that he was speaking to his disciples, that he speaks to us because he wants our joy to be full. He wants his joy to remain in us and he wants our joy to be full. And I just think that is so awesome that God actually cares about your joy. I think there's a lot of Christians walking around that are miserable A lot of Christians walking around that don't recognize what they have access to in terms of the joy of God, the reality of his presence in their lives. Look, I mean, you know, we we have a tendency to look to all kinds of things and people and circumstances and Netflix shows, I don't know, whatever. We look at all kinds of different things as a source for like happiness and as a source where we try to, you know, get some joy and fulfillment out of life. And it's it's fine. Like, I, I, I get it. There are things and there are people and there are hobbies and there are things that you do that make you experience that emotion of happiness, that emotion of joy, that emotion of, you know, I get that. And there's nothing wrong with any of that. But So many times I think that we don't really experience full joy in our lives. We walk around miserable until we get to that next thing that makes us kind of experience that high of happiness again. Like, oh, I'm, you know, I'm at work. I'm miserable. I'm not feeling good. I'm not liking this. I'm not enjoying it. And it's not till, you know, we get home and we hug our kids, you know, that, 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 that sort of feeling 
of happiness or contentment or fulfillment gets restored to us. Or, you know, when we watch our, our favorite sports team. And again, there's nothing wrong with enjoying those things and having that sense of enjoyment. But one of the really amazing things about being in communion and in union with Jesus is that we have constant access to his joy that actually resides on the inside of us because as Psalm 1611 says, in your presence is fullness of joy. In his presence is fullness of joy. At his right hand are pleasures forevermore. And so we carry his presence with us. He lives on the inside of us. He's in us and we are in him. And so there's just this constant communion and union with Christ that I really think so often we miss out on the benefits of and we walk around like we're miserable and we walk around feeling depressed and we walk around feeling anxious and feeling afraid and feeling all these different things because we don't draw from this, the, the fullness of his joy that actually is something that we carry with us. Joy is so much more than an emotion. You know, there, there's, there's definitely an emotional aspect of it. There's that feeling of it. There's, you know, when you have that feeling of joy, it's, it's, it's great. It's awesome. It's amazing. But it's more than just a feeling. It's more than just an emotion. It's a force. It's an impulse. And, and it actually becomes, uh, I believe, in many ways, a choice for us as the children of God, as God's sons and daughters, to recognize that it's available to us and to draw from it and not just wait for circumstances to try to bring it into our lives because that's so fleeting and it can pass away. You know, you can have a great moment of joy where you're feeling amazing and then you get that one letter in the mail or you read that one, you know, nasty Facebook comment or, you know, whatever it is and your joy just, your joy just gets all washed away. Why? Because it's like you're looking to circumstances to give you that feeling, that high, that sense of contentment, that sense of joy. But joy goes so much, goes so far beyond all of that because it actually comes from the presence of God in your presence is fullness of joy. So it's actually important to God that you experience joy. Like God wants you to be happy. He wants you to be content. He wants you to be fulfilled. And it doesn't come from your circumstances. It comes from the reality that you are rooted and grounded in Christ, that you are in union with God and walking through life in that awareness of who you are, of whose you are, and what you carry. So let's keep going here, because like I said, I've got several things that I want to get to. Um, let's go to uh, Romans chapter 15, verse 13. That's the next thing that I want to just uh, read here to you real quick. Romans chapter 15, verse 13. This verse is just amazing. Now may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing that you may abound in hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. That verse is just so full of amazing things. So what I want to do, I actually want to kind of look at it in reverse order. The result of this verse is that you may abound in hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. How many of you want to abound in hope by the power of the Holy Spirit? Yeah, me. Sign me up. So if we want to abound in hope by the power of the Holy Spirit, that's the result of this verse. So where does it start? It starts with the God of hope filling you with all joy and peace in believing. So here's the deal. When the God of hope, when God fills you 
with joy and peace in believing, the result is that you abound in hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. So he fills us with joy. He fills us with peace in believing. We've actually got to believe some things. I think I talked last week about about how unbelief can really mess you up. Unbelief really messes you up. You know, we uh, I don't know if it was last week or the week before, whenever it was, but in, in Hebrews chapters three and four, it talks a lot about belief and unbelief. And it and and it, it talks, it makes reference to the, the the children of Israel walking through the desert and the wilderness and all of that. And it says that they were unable to enter in. They were unable to enter into the Lord's rest because of their unbelief. And so when we don't believe him, we don't believe what he says. We don't believe the words of this book. When we don't believe in the truth of his word and what he's promised us, then we don't enter into it. We can't. And so we stay where we are. And that's why I feel like so many Christians walk around miserable, not experiencing the fullness of what God has for them because either number one, they're, they're ignorant to it. And I don't say that word in an ignorant way. I just mean, they don't know, they, they don't know what's available to them. They haven't discovered it for themselves, or they simply don't believe it enough to actually walk in it. Sometimes we believe God enough to like get saved. We believe enough that he died on the cross for our sins. But what does uh, uh, Hebrews 11 and 6 say? He who comes to God must believe that he is, number one, and number two, that he's a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. Many Christians, you know, I think, I think anyway, they'll, they'll, they'll go so far as to believing that he is, that he exists, that he's God, that he is who he says he is. But when it comes to the part of him being a rewarder, it's like, oh, wait, no, because now it's personal. And so many times I think we live under so much guilt and condemnation and shame and with we live with resentment and bitterness and we compare ourselves and we do all these things that trip us up and our belief hasn't gotten to that place where it's like, I actually believe that you love me that much, that you'll, that, that you'll give me the desires of my heart that you've got my future in your hands, that you're not going to just leave me. You know, even when I mess up, even when I do things that I'm not supposed to do, you know, even when I do those things, even when my mind isn't right, that I'm not just like, I'm not just falling out of, of grace. I'm not just, you're not falling out of love with me. You know, believing that this is personal, believing that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him, that he wants to reward you, that he actually has good things for you, that he actually wants you to experience joy and peace and contentment. And so we've got to believe him. And when we believe him, when the God of hope fills us with joy and peace in believing, we abound in hope by the power of of the Holy Spirit. I think a lot of people typically look at joy, like I said, as this kind of like a cutesy message. Joy is like the little sister of faith and hope and maybe less important than it really is. Let me just tell you, joy and hope really go hand in hand. When you have this joyful, what is hope? Hope is the joyful anticipation, expectation of God being good of him doing what he said that he would do. That's what hope is. That's what gets you to position yourself to take those steps of faith based on what God has spoken to you. And so faith and joy and hope are connected. Joy will cause you to draw. Joy is, again, it's more than an emotion. It's more than a feeling. It's an impulse that will actually uh, cause you to draw from the goodness of God and the faithfulness of God and the grace of God. 
So let's do this. Let's go to 1 Peter 1.8, and I'm going to hit this verse really quickly just because it's an amazing verse about joy. Whom having not seen, and it's talk, I, I better go up a verse, that the genuineness of your faith, being much more precious than gold that perishes, though it is tested by fire, may be found to praise, honor, and glory. Here we go. At the revelation of Jesus Christ, verse 8, whom having not seen, you love. Though now you do not see him, yet believing, you rejoice. So what is it talking about there? It's talking about we don't see Jesus right now. We don't see him with our physical eyes. But even though we don't see him, because we've received the revelation of him, we love him. We love him even though we don't see him. We don't, we, we, we don't see him yet, but we believe. And because we believe, we rejoice with joy inexpressible and full of glory. All right, hang on. Joy that's full of glory. The kind of joy that God gives is full of glory. All right, the kind of, I'm going to say it again. The kind of joy that God gives is full of glory. What is glory? Glory is the weight of God. Glory is the, glory is the weight of who God is. It is the weight of the presence of Jesus manifested. And the joy that he gives to us is full of that. So just wrap your head around that for a minute. I'm going to keep going because I, uh, I yeah, yeah, I've got, a, I've got a couple more verses to hit. Isaiah chapter 12, verse 3. And if I had to say there was a key verse for this discussion, it would be this one. Isaiah chapter 12, verse 3. I'm going to start reading in verse 1, and I'm going to read into verse 3. And in that day you will say, O Lord, I will praise you. Though you were angry with me, your anger is turned away, and you comfort me. Behold, God is my salvation. I will trust and not be afraid, for Yah, the Lord, is my strength and song. He also has become my salvation. What a verse. Verse 3. Therefore, whenever you see a therefore, what are you supposed to do? You're supposed to ask, what's it there for? It's an important word. It's connecting what we just read to what's coming. Therefore, with joy, J-O-Y, joy, you will draw water from the wells of salvation. With joy, you will draw water from the wells of salvation. With joy, we draw from the wells of salvation. How do you draw from a regular well? You, you, you use a bucket. Yeah, so you use a bucket to draw water from the well. How do we draw from the wells of God's salvation? With joy. With joy. We draw from the wells of salvation. It's not just one single well. It's the wells. That's plural. W-E-L-L-S. With joy, we draw from the wells of salvation. Joy is more than a feeling. It is more than an emotion. Even though it obviously manifests itself in our lives, often in emotional ways. Absolutely. There's nothing wrong with emotions. There's nothing wrong with feelings. They're part of it. But joy is more than that. The joy that God gives is like, it's like a key that unlocks doors in our lives to the goodness of God and to the faithfulness of God. It's like this impulse that causes us to draw from what God has available to us. With joy, you will draw from the wells of salvation. Let me just tell you, that word salvation, that Hebrew word for salvation right there is actually Yeshua. Y-E-S-H-U-A-H. And so, the Hebrew name for Jesus that, you know, we've translated it to Jesus in English. The Hebrew word for Jesus is, is Yeshua or Yeshua. 
Y-E-S-H-U-A. There's no H on the end of it. This word has an H on the end of it. So if you look at the actual word in Hebrew with the, the, the Hebrew alphabet, there'll be an extra symbol uh, at the beginning of it. But this word is extremely closely related to Jesus. Jesus Christ is our salvation. He is our salvation. What this word means, the word salvation and the Hebrew word for salvation, the Greek word for salvation, they're very, very similar, but they include several things. And if you look up this word in the Hebrew, you'll find out it means deliverance. It means safety. It means help. It means um, things like welfare and wealth. It means all kinds of different things. It means health. It's all included in salvation. He wants you to be whole. He wants you to feel secure. He wants you to have that place of safety. But here's the thing. He is your place of safety. He is your security. He's everything that you need. And so with joy, with the joy that he gives, Jesus, remember the first verse that we looked at, these things I've spoken to you, that my joy, that Jesus's joy may remain in you and that your joy may be full. It's his desire that you know his joy so that your joy can be full so that with that joy that he has given to you that you could draw from the wells of salvation, the wells of deliverance and safety and victory and security and prosperity and wealth and divine health with joy that we could draw from those things. Why? I don't know. I think that at least part of it is that joy causes you to rejoice. That joy causes you to praise. That joy causes you to stop focusing so much on yourself and focusing on the fact that my joy is actually coming from him who lives on the inside of me, right? Like joy actually causes you to get your mind right, to get your mind in the right place. And there is supernatural power that you have access to when you live your life in the abundance of the joy that Jesus came to give you. I want to, I want to talk to you about one more verse here. Maybe two, we'll see. But in Psalm 51, verse 12, it's when David says, Restore to me the joy of your salvation and uphold me by your generous spirit. He says, Restore to me the joy. Most people, when I hear most people trans, uh, you know, quoting that verse, they usually say, Restore to me the joy of my salvation. But the verse doesn't say that. It actually says, Restore to me the joy of your salvation salvation. It is his salvation. It's his wells of salvation, right? And he gives us the joy. And with the joy that he gives us, we draw from the supernatural resource and supply. David is here talking from a place of distance from God. And he's like, restore to me the joy of, of your salvation, God. David had messed up. He had sinned with Bathsheba. I'm not going to get into the whole story, but he had committed uh, sexual sin. And then he he actually sent some uh, the, the husband of the woman that he committed the sin with. He caused the husband to be put to death in battle. Like he set it up. He orchestrated it. Like David did some dark stuff. He went dark. But so David begins to repent. And he's in this place, obviously, of just feeling like he's coming to grips with all the things that he's done wrong. He's feeling like he's a total loser. He's feeling messed up. He's feeling the misery. He's feeling all these different things. And he's like, restore to me the joy of your salvation. Restore to me the joy of your salvation. And there might be somebody listening to this that is just like, I don't know how to experience joy. I don't even remember when the last time that I felt happy was. 
in your presence is fullness of joy. At your right hand are pleasures forevermore. If there's something in your life that's preventing you from experiencing that, recognize that it's not bigger than God, that God is bigger than that, and that the joy that he gives is unexplainable or inexpressible and full of glory. That the joy that he gives you is actually filled with the presence of Jesus. And so he gives you that joy and it goes beyond your circumstances. It goes beyond your feelings. It goes beyond your mishaps, your mistakes. It goes beyond depression. It goes beyond anxiety. It goes beyond fear. It goes beyond mistakes and past failures. It goes beyond the comparison of other people and the thoughts of other. It goes beyond all of that. And God wants you to experience his joy. The joy that comes from the presence of God is so powerful because it leads us to unlock blessing. It leads us to unlock victory. It leads us to unlock so many things in our lives. It causes us to draw from the wells of salvation. Now, I know there's a lot of people out there who would say things like, well, you know, you just got to look inward. You know, you just got to find your inner peace. You got to find your inner joy. You got to find, and you know what I say? I say yes and no. Because no, if you're talking about yourself and trying to conjure up some kind of joy or some kind of feeling or some kind of contentment, because that doesn't work. It doesn't. It may help you feel good for like a, a, a little while, but it doesn't work because th that's not the source. The, the, the important thing is where, what is your source of joy? Jesus is your source of joy. We draw with joy from the wells of salvation. Joy comes from his presence. In his presence is fullness of joy. And so I, I say yes to that because he lives on the inside of you, meaning that his presence is something that you carry. And I, I don't, actually, I delete what I just said because his presence is not something. You carry the presence of Jesus. You carry his presence with you everywhere that you go because he lives on the inside of you and it's not based on how you feel and it's not based on your mistakes it's not based on any of that it's based on this union that you've come into as a son or as a daughter of God you are one with Jesus Christ through his death through his resurrection you are one with God his spirit lives on the inside of you and so you have access to this joy because his joy comes from his presence. So I really just want to encourage you to just begin to make that decision. You know what? I'm going to be joyful. I'm not going to let the misery of yesterday or my problems or my taxes or my financial situation or my health situation or my relationship situation. I'm not going to allow these things to rob me of the joy that Jesus died on the cross to secure for me. The devil would love to rob you of your joy because he knows, he has an idea of how powerful joy is because when you have joy, when you stand up in the, in the joy of God, it causes you to draw from all of the resources and the abundance of the kingdom of God that God has planned and ordained for you. So bless you guys. Thanks so much for being here. Thanks for listening. I hope you have an awesome, awesome week. We'll be back next time. Don't forget to check out Simple Power Media at simplepowermedia.com. You can actually check out uh, my, my new book, What's, uh, What Is God Saying? Uh, right there on my website, simplepowermedia.com, or you can check it out at Amazon, and I'll make sure that I leave links for both of those in the show notes. Thanks again, guys. Have an awesome week. See you next time.